Hashtag never alone with Joe and Mark. Hi everyone and welcome to Hashtag Never Alone episode two of season two. Um, I am your lived experience host, Joe Ambridge. And I'm the specialist host, um, psychotherapist and relationship counsellor, Mark Fielding. Um, and today's topic is bullying. It's a topic that's quite personal to me and a topic we need to talk because it does cause a lot of mental health issues from anxiety to depression um, and even sometimes lead into suicide of pressures, especially in today's world and stuff and expectations. Um, about 42% of kids have been bullied while online uh, with one in four being verbally attacked more than once. Um, about 35% of kids have been threatened online. Um, and about 58% of kids and teens have reported something mean has been said about them or to them online. Other bullying statistics show that 77% of students have admitted to being the victim of one type of bullying or another. Um, I can definitely agree with that. I've tried people say stuff about me online and post things and talk about family members. Um, I don't want to go too, too deep into it because it's something that I'm probably going to share on Mark's podcast when he eventually <laughs> um, releases the episode on bullying. Um, what can you tell us about bullying? What kind of bullying types are there, Mark? Yeah, I mean, bullying can take, you know, many, many types. Um, I mean, bullying can be you know, really overt, it can be, you know, verbal abuse, it can be physical abuse, you know, it can be kind of, you know, teasing, or, you know, although teasing is, you know, of course, aggressive behaviour, you know, it can also be less overt, you know, and I think this, the less overt forms often happen in workplaces, things like social isolation, you know, so in, in an office environment, just, you know, the whole office, just not talking or engaging with one person in the office, not inviting them to social events over time can be really, really damaging. Um, think things in offices also bullying up. Sometimes a, a staff group will bully a manager. Um, it can take many, many forms bullying, but I think the effects, you know, must never be minimised. I mean, people that have been bullied can often experience PTSD. I mean, it can, you know, really, really damage people's lives, you know, both at the time of being bullied, you know, and subsequently, you know, and often people that have been bullied, I think, end up coming into therapy to try and deal with the trauma. Yeah, it, it's a massive thing and a really important thing to, to keep talking about. Yeah, it's definitely something that's affected me. I had it all through um, what's probably now primary school from year four in the UK to probably up until college. Um, I had different forms of bullying, people spreading rumours, posts and stuff on Facebook, um, harassing me. I got stabbed with the compass. I got chased around the playground on my birthday and um, badly hit on my arm, so it was really badly bruised um, to the point where I was thinking, considering changing schools. Um, there was times in middle school where I was bullied and my sister, luckily my sister was in the same school and kind of come came in and stood up for me. Um, obviously some people might not have that option. I've had online bullying of people at work, bullying and spreading rumours about me. Um, and that's obviously less, led to a lot of the issues I have, like my anxiety, my depression, um, borderline personality disorder. Um, I did self-esteem workshop not that long ago and noticed a lot of the stuff that I wasn't noticing in myself. And the reason I was a lot like accepting things in friendships, people maybe treated me the way they shouldn't, but me accepting it just out of friendships because of the way I'd been treated in the past. Um, I'm definitely one of the good things though about having it is probably the fact that um, it's probably made me a bit more resilient. I can tell when people are not probably when people are fake um, and not good friends nowadays like it's a lot easier to judge people and tell whether they're worth being friends with or whether they're worth being around um yeah i don't want to talk too much about myself i'd like to introduce our guest as we always have with every episode and um, is very kindly joining us uh, i'd like to introduce cassandra hill um hi cassandra Hey, thank you so much for having me on and sharing a bit of your story. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you for joining us. And just tell us a little bit about your experience with bullying, just as much as you're happy to share, because I know it's quite a personal topic for a lot of people. Yeah, no. Um, well, I was bullied from a very young age. Uh, I'd say I was probably about 
seven. So probably like kindergarten in um, primary school here in Australia. Um, I was quite a large kid. I had a weight issue. And, you know, when you're a big girl and you're an easy target, essentially, for little kids, right? They, you know, you're, you're basically like their punching bag. Um, I was also, because of my weight issues, I was in the children's hospitals going um, here in Sydney, going through doctors and sports psychiatrists and sports therapists and all this kind of stuff and as I was getting older I realized that I was also getting bullied a lot by doctors um the way that they talked so the way that they spoke spoke to me the way that they'd um, try and bully me into making decisions um, that I didn't want to make at a young age it all kind of had that impact and then even all the way through high school I was bullied even once I lost the weight kids you know they'd like to they they really like to find your insecurities whether you whether or not you are aware of them or not and they like to bring it to the surface I was bullied by teachers um to the point where um no one really believed me and especially when I came out and I said that I had depression and I all of this was happening. No one really believed me. Um, outside of high school, I was also uh, still a bit of a target when I even left as a young adult in the workplace. Um, I was bullied. Um, I was, even after when I, I had a mutual friend who, I had a friend who knew of a girl in, that I went to primary school with who actually bullied me she um, actually tried to even then turn the story around saying that I was the one that actually bullied her when that wasn't true. And it was so bad. I would never forget that scenario. It was at that point when my parents were called into the, um, the, the principal's office and, uh, you know, it was that my parents were trying to get help, but they, the, the school wouldn't help me. And I, I'm a business owner. There have been times where I've been bullied by other people, whether it's com competition, jealousy. Um, I've, I've basically faced bullying my entire life in some way, shape or form. It's never been really something that I've kind of not had um, in my life. And it's something that has definitely impacted me as an adult and with the decision makings that I go through today. Hmm. Can, can I ask what, what, what are... This is a massive question, of course. But I mean, what what have been the impacts? Do do you think, Cassandra, of all of this bullying, all of this trauma? Yeah, um, oh, it's like a list. What can I what can I start with? I think the first one would definitely be that I have become a massive people pleaser. Rather than thinking about myself and the way that I feel in situations, I'm always thinking about how other people think about me um, and how I'm going to be judged. Um, I'm never thinking about, you know, anything else other than what, is, what are they going to say about me behind my back? What, what are they going to think of me? I'm always worried about the judgment that I'm going to face. Um, it's gotten so bad as well in the last few years, especially I have to say that I've developed imposter syndrome where, you know, I, I really live in a shell of myself where I have to constantly every day fight my inner critic to just do what I have to do. Um, I definitely say the second one has been that I don't trust my decision-making process a lot, depending on the situation that I'm in. So there have been times where I've really had to like catch myself in my thought process and think about why do I feel this way and why am I not making the decision the way that I should be? It's because I'm always worried about how it can affect somebody else's life rather than how it can affect mine. Um, I would definitely say that I have become my worst critic. Um, and over the years, I, I suffer with anxiety um, and I have had in my life a depression as well. Yeah, people will be very malicious. I've definitely found that myself. Um... So do you, um, one question I'd like to ask, like I probably would say to a lot of people, and I think a lot of people say, 
at this day, anyone that's been bullied, what if you could go back and speak to your younger self um, as a child, but obviously as yourself now, what would you, what sort of advice would you give yourself to help with the bullying? My biggest thing that I've learned is that no matter what you do, no matter what you say, no matter what you look, oh, sorry, no matter how you look, whatever it might be, everyone's always going to have an opinion, whether they express it to you or not. And it's human nature, unfortunately, where people have to hurt people to make themselves feel better. And rather than taking it so personally, just learn that you have to be okay with yourself and you have to know that the only person in that situation that matters is me and I need to know that the consequences of what they're saying doesn't have to be something that I need to be the burden of. Yeah, that's really good advice. I mean, I, I think it's, you know, it's always true to say that people that bully have, you know, incredibly low self-esteem and, you know, are just trying to build up their own egos through, you know, hurting somebody else. I mean, I think that's always true of bullies, isn't it? But that being said, I guess if you're on the, on the you know, if you're on the receiving end of, persistent bullying behavior i guess it impacts your self-esteem you start to think it must be me it must be something i'm doing you know and this is a, yeah. you know, the, the the real kind of danger with bullying isn't it that you start to question who you are which i guess makes you more vulnerable to the you know the outside influence and, and people get caught in this kind of self-reinforcing cycle and the depression and anxiety cassandra i mean that is really common with bullying but I mean how, how did you deal with I mean, being you know being depressed and still being in environments where you're being bullied that must have been incredibly tough for you I mean your defenses are down you're you know vulnerable really in a sense yeah um so I was actually seeing I had my first therapy session I believe in I think it was in year seven in high school so I would have been about 13 at the time and then every week I was in the school counselor's office all the way up until about year 11. Um, so it's quite a big chunk of my young adult life. Um, so it's like 13 to 17, I was in that office. Um, even after uh, high school, I was, I still see therapists quite regularly. Um, whenever I need to, just whenever I know I'm going into one of those spirals, um, but I've all, I've, I've had to learn skills to be able to understand why am I falling into this pattern? Um, so I can catch myself before it gets worse. And I've had to develop my own kind of strategies on how I can prevent myself from going into those kind of stages. There have been times like I, I'll, I'll never, I'll always suffer from anxiety. That's something that I'll never get rid of. Um, I've been on anxiety medications before, but I have just had to learn like what is the best way that I can deal with it in these moments when I feel these feelings. Yeah. Definitely gotcha. find the same as well with me. Um, I think like, as you said, giving advice, as I said before about giving advice to yourself when you're younger, I think for me, I'd like to, I think I would have, told myself to maybe defend myself a bit more like I just kind of let it happen a lot of time and I think a lot of that was due to in insecurities and I, I have dyspraxia so I have a lot of emotional it, like I'm a lot more emotional than a lot of people and people kind of picked on that and going back to what Mark said as well with the bullies people do it because they've got low self-esteem issues or issues of their own like the guy that used to bully me in high school he had only had his parent weren't together I don't think they were from like they were from a, like a low income family as well so I think that's probably why yeah. people and it took him till like year 10 which is like I'm trying to think how old probably 14 or 15, like 13 or 14 for them to suspend to expel him from the school and um, they kind of let it go on oh, for wow. a very long time and I don't know if it's the same in Australia but there was barely any support in schools to bullying like I went through it for so long like year seven to year 10 
And then after that, other people, there was other people that would pick on me. One of them actually came up to me in the pub like a few years later, I think maybe three, four years ago, and he came up to me in the pub and I didn't want to speak to him because of the way he treated me in school, but he literally turned around and apologised to me for the way he treated me in school. Oh, wow. Like, I just was like gobsmacked, like, what the hell? Someone's like, apologised. And I've had the people that used to bully me in school trying to add me on Facebook and stuff. Why would I want to be friends with you for the way you, you pretty much made me have the mental health issues I have now? Um, yeah. Like, we didn't have school counsellors in our school. Like, it was so bad. Just like, nearly had to move. My mum was going to move me from one school to another, but I didn't want to go to the other school because the first day, like, the day I went to go and look at the school before I was picked, picked my high school, there was a big fight there. I was like, I just don't want to go through this. When I've gone through it through middle school, being picked and bullied so and I went to all boys school in the end and it's always going to be people that are going to bully one another especially men are probably more like to bully than I mean not saying that females saying women like bully each other but men are more likely to pick on each other because boys can be a lot meaner than women I think I wondering whether the bullying you know and the lack of support I mean that's something that you've both you've both said that's something that you said I mean, feeling that throughout your life, really, there's been a lack of sport. There's lack of sport at school. I'm guessing there's possibly a lack of sport in the workplace as well. I just wonder, what's it been like? I mean, have you ever received the support, really, that you needed around these, the bullying? Uh, my parents, um, my family were my biggest support system. Yeah. Um, and I have, you know, friends as well. Um my school, you know, they're in denial. I, I don't know if it's work. It, it was, I don't know if it was more paperwork or it's, you know, kids will be kids or whatever it is, the belief systems. Um, un, uneducated. Um, I don't know what it is, but I just feel as though there needs to be in the schooling system, as much as they go and talk about, you know, don't do this and don't cyber bully and don't talk nasty to each other. When it actually happens, they don't do anything to fix it. And that was my circumstance. Like every, once every term in school term, we had somebody come in, a visitor to talk about, you know, bullying and the effects. The police come in to talk about cyber bullying. But then when it came down to the nut and the, you know, the, the actual core of it, nothing was ever done. Like I said, like I was in a, I it got so bad in primary school where I had to have, my parents had to come in, speak to the, the principal and the principal even then still did nothing about it. And even till today, that student is under the belief system that they were the victim when I was the victim because they didn't suffer the consequences that they should have had. And even when I was, working for other people this is one big primary reason why I work for myself because I can control you know control that element but when I was in the workplaces there was a time where I was threatened by uh I was working in a gym I was threatened by a um member at this gym he was a male and he nearly attacked me physically and when I went to my manager at the gym and I said, this has just happened, you need to do something about it. And I kindly, even when I shouldn't have kindly asked, I rather should have demanded for my own safety. I even kindly asked, hey, I don't feel safe coming to work. This is what's happened. What, you know, can you please suspend his membership? They turned around and said, no, we're not going to do that. So I had to literally, because of the I felt unsafe. I didn't feel comfortable there. I didn't trust my boss. I had to walk away and there was no support system in that workplace at all, other than the fact that I had my best friend there. And it's in those moments where you have to kind of also go very similar um, to what Joe said before. You have to find that worthiness within yourself and you kind of need to go, right, am I going to stand for this and allow this to happen to me? Or am I going to do something about it? Because you do get to a point when you're bullied for years where you just kind of go, am I going to keep taking this shit? Why do I keep getting this shit? Why does this keep happening to me? And you kind of need to go into an element and a mental state where you kind of need to become your own support system. Whether you do or you don't have anybody around you, you kind of need to go, right, well, nobody's going to do, take action for me. I need to take action for myself. 
So what am I going to do about this? That's going to benefit me and make me either feel safe, make me feel stronger, make me feel comfortable, make me feel like I'm in control of the situation. Because at the end of the day, you're always going to have options. It's just about what are you going to choose that's going to benefit yourself. Yeah, definitely. A lot of bullying goes unpunished. And as you said, like um, about your friend, I found that my friends did more than the teachers in the school to help like look after me or protect me from the bully. So I, I mm. um this guy um like I'm still friends with him now. So really appreciate like what he did for me. A lot of the time someone was bullying me, he came and stepped in, stood up for me. And I found that with a lot of stuff like like I said before about my sister stepping in. My mum signed me up to go and do martial arts to kind of defend myself. And my martial arts instructor said to me, if someone's bullying you just hit the movie hit them but I was like I'm not that sort of person I don't have the confidence to hit someone and at the end of the day it's going to make me as bad as them or get me into trouble um yeah do you find the same for yourself like your friends or your family did more than this like the school or your workplaces yes and no um I think with my friends I really had to learn who to trust um it got to points where as I was getting older I've started to realize who were actually my friends and who was actually participating in the conversations um so it was probably not until I graduated high school I realized that a lot of the people that were my friends at the time didn't weren't actually my friends and they were joining in on the conversation I did have a small handful who would stand up for me um it wasn't though a case like where they would you know, go and talk to teachers or anything like that. I went to an all-girls school, so there wasn't any fighting or punching or anything like that. Um, but my parents definitely tried. Um, I think, though, I was, by the time I was 16, I was mentally tired. I got to the point where I just kind of caved in and kind of just went, you know what, like, if this is what they believe of me, that that then that's what I believe in myself as well. And I don't think when I got to that point, anyone anymore could help me because I couldn't be helped. And they kind of just let me ride the wave that I needed to ride it. Um, and then, you know, like you deal with things the way you have to deal. I, you know, like they, my parents did the best that they could in terms of like talking to teachers and doing what they could in their control. But when people aren't willing to step in, there is only so many times that you can voice what's going on before you give up, unfortunately. Yeah, I think it, oh, you go. Sorry, Joe, go. Yeah, no, I was just going to... The only place for me that's really kind of... Sorry, Mark. The only place <laughs> it's for okay. me that's really kind of, um, like, stuck, uh, did anything. Like, um, when I was in college, I broke up with... I went out with this girl for like two weeks and then we broke up and her best friend who was also my best friend at the time but obviously fell out of me because of the breakup started spreading all these rumors and everything I had her the girl's sister was just like really rude to me and everything um and he spread all this stuff online and did like a hate group and everything and lucky kind of being at the age I was because obviously I'm like 17 18 at the time it didn't affect me as much because I wasn't really scared of person that was doing it I knew that if I wanted to I could probably defend myself I just wasn't going to stick to his level but um he posted all this stuff and I reported it to I emailed my teacher and said look this is what he's done online um we just shouldn't be happy he got suspended luckily and they asked if we wanted to get the police involved because obviously cyberbullying is technically uh, illegal um but I chose not to in the end so I was like it's just not worth it he's not really affecting me meant if I wanted to I could defend myself um he did a hate group and just to kind of prove a point to myself luckily I was mature enough to kind of do a group and kind of counteract his hate group and do a group of people that like me and I had like half like three times as many people he had in his hate group and some of the people that in a hate group we went to like uh, when I did scouts some of the people were like in my scout unit I was like why do you hate me I've done nothing to you you're just being petty because you probably dislike my personality it's just unnecessary and obviously yeah. college are the only people that have ever really done anything about bullying like schools and doing anything like all all the way through to high school 
and it's kind of ridiculous that it goes unpunished like all these people that's happening look how many suicides come from bullying there's a charity here called dolly's i think it's dolly's dream and it's about yeah. um in support of a girl that was cyber bullied and this is advert a girl on her phone and people throwing bits of paper at her and it's, it's got all these messages like horrible messages coming up on her phone and she lost her she um died by suicide because of bullying and it, it's something that is still very prominent in today's society it's kind of <laughs> a joke that it still is that people still judge and obviously media doesn't help as well look at shows like love island people body image and stuff expectations people are expected to have six pack people are expected to have like bikini bodies and stuff and i i think it really doesn't help the fact we have these high expectations of people and then that there's always going to be people that are going to be malicious and use that to bully the people that aren't quite this bod perfect body mm. yeah i mean you've only got to go on twitter haven't you i mean the, the amount of bullying that goes on on social media certainly on the twitter platform is just I staggering yeah really i, I yeah. delete twitter i was just too much toxic toxic environment on it like a lot of the cyber bullying i had from friendships and stuff that people i fell out with people tweeting about me on twitter and just like why well you're not going to say that to my face why are you tweeting it mm. and i think the lack of support you know i mean so i, I just think there because I, I hear what you're saying because i was like family and the same for you joe family were there and family is supporting and your parents tried to go to the school and sort things out but i guess the parents often feel as though you know impact really disempowered because if they're going to the school and the school does nothing, then what, what, what else can they do? And they see their child suffering, suffering, suffering. They go to the school, they try and sort it out. The school does nothing. And I think it's the same with workplace bullying. You know, I mean, workplace bullying also leads people into depression, anxiety, suicide. You know, and workplaces often they'll have a bullying policy. And, you know, if someone reports bullying, there's a lot of shame, of course, if you're working, you know, for an organisation, people feel a lot of shame unnecessarily in reporting bullying. Uh, but then nothing's done you know hl will have a word or something or maybe they won't you know and then the person will just be left to the bully so i mean the lack of support you know is staggering really and i guess cassandra like you say that's why now you work for yourself partly yeah like i it kind of got to the point where like there were a lot of positive things that also came out of my bullying journey but at the end of it, I kind of just went, I can't trust anybody. I, I suffer from major trust issues and I don't, I don't want to put my mental state and my self-belief and self-value and the judgment of somebody else. I just don't think that I need that in my life. And anyone can start a business. Like it's not, it's hard. Don't get me wrong, but it's it's kind of one of those things where it also teaches you the skill sets that of resilience it teaches you how to own those things that you go through but after what i went through in my last job with like and i and i worked in a very large gym like it, it's a big global company and the toxicity that comes even from head office from everywhere it's it was disgusting and I kind of had to make that choice going, do I want to live this life where I'm always going to be, you know, in, in an environment where, you know, if it's not bullying somebody else or gossiping, you know, there's drugs, there's alcohol, you know, people can't deal with their own lives. So they're trying to escape their lives through other environments. Do I want to be around people like that? Because if that's the case, I could, if I hang around those people, it could happen to me, right? And I kind of had to make that decision that that's not the life that I want to live. I want to take control of my life. I want to have ownership. And, but most importantly, I always, always have said to myself that eight-year-old girl, that 10-year-old girl who always thought that she was never going to be nothing. Like I want to prove to her that she can be something. She just needs to believe in herself and forget about people around her who have their own beliefs in how she should be. Yeah, it definitely strengthens your character. I found myself that it kind of helps you notice things more and kind of makes you realise that you shouldn't stand for the way you're treated. So I, I had a job recently, I don't want to name the company, but I worked for this place and 
the manager was really lovely and so was the, one of the other employees but his two sons worked there and they'd worked there for years and I hadn't been there very long so I was still learning at the job and I was really worried on my first day that I wasn't going to be good at it and manager was really nice about it he's like oh don't worry it's fine we're not expecting you to be perfect in the moment like it'll take you a while to get used to it but there was one of the days I was at work and I was working with his older son and I was obviously not very fit with I work in the bakery and we're packing these bags of bread and tying it and I have a few issues of coordination and stuff because of this practice so I can't handle fiddly things very well so I was being a bit slow which is understandable being like new and stuff and yeah. the sun just started swearing at me and I was like oh for fuck's sake hurry up and everything and I was just stood there like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna stand there you're younger than me why are you being disrespectful to me I'm new and I went and told, obviously, I was worried about telling the manager because it's his, his son. And I went and told him, he's like, just completely ignored it. And I was like, well, I'm not going to work for you if you're going to allow that to happen. Yeah, he's your son, but you still shouldn't be speaking to people that are new and have not been there that long. So I literally just said to him, and having anxiety itself, my anxiety, so I was getting panicky. And I just said to him, no, I'm going home. I'm not working. If he's going to be rude to me. Um, I just walked yeah. out and ended up working more hours for the other job that I was doing. Um, do you find with yourself who having that strength and character and stuff from all the building you had in your past, do you find that it kind of helps you notice more the way you're being treated isn't acceptable? A hundred percent. I think a big part of massive skill set that I have gained from being bullied is the fact that um I have been able to notice situations where I'm not benefiting in a way, whether it's like I'm being disrespected, um, whatever the case might be. Like I work in a very volatile industry and there have been times where I am a young female, I'm 27, right? Like I'm, I'm quite young where especially male males who are older than me feel as though they get to dominate me. Right. But the strength that I've had to build as well as the communication that I've learned to develop has always now, now I'm one of those people where it's like, you don't get to step on me. You don't get to try and use your loud voice to make me feel small because well, one, I'm a small ethnic woman and my voice is louder than me and taller than me. So I will use that as my strength and put to put you in your place. But secondary to that, I will never allow anybody to bully me. I don't care who you are. You could be a family member. You could be a friend. You could be the stranger across the road or, you know, Tom from around the corner. I don't care. If you've got something nasty to say, say it to my face. But then whatever the consequences might be, you have to deal with that because you decided to open your mouth. I don't allow anybody to get away with anything anymore because now I'm a big believer, whether you are, somebody I know, somebody I don't know, somebody who just wants judgment, whatever the case might be. If you want to go and say that, right, whether it's to somebody else or to my face, have the courage, one, to own what you've said. But secondary to that, know that when you do say that, I also have the right as well as I also have the self-value to be able to go and tell you how it actually is because your opinion has consequences on me unfortunately so therefore I have this big belief that if you want to go and try and belittle me let me tell you exactly how it actually is going to be I just I can't deal with it and don't get me wrong my anxiety spikes I go shaky I get I, I come across you know angry I will get very agitated but at the same time, I'd rather feel that way and make sure somebody knows that they're in the wrong than keep quiet, go home, cry and sit about it for, think about it for a week. And I've had a situation this year, earlier this year, I had a situation from, you know, somebody quite close to me. I found out that they said something very, very nasty about me and my body. And unfortunately because I have to respect somebody else who's close to me I can't go and do anything about it until today I still live with the fact that I know what they've said but they've gotten away with it 
And that burns me more. The fact that I haven't been able to go and confront them and let them know that, hey, I know what you've said. And the, pro- the thing is, is one thing that I've learned is when somebody goes and says something about your back, behind your back, says something about you behind your back, the moment that you, they know you know, they then have to go live with that consequence for the rest of their life. And that burns them more. Yeah, brilliant. definitely don't like being called out. That's one thing I've noticed. And, and I've, something I've done a lot more if someone's being rude or trying to bully someone or bully myself. I, or, I'll, I'll say something and I'll stand up for myself a lot more, even if it makes me feel like shit. Because it, yeah. people deserve to be treated with respect. And like, what gives people the right to bully and judge, make opinions on someone? Um, yeah it's just unfortunately we live in a world where the moment whether you're a male or a female whatever the case might be the moment you either find somebody as a threat to you or somebody who can make you feel better because they have vulnerabilities that you can target unfortunately people think that it's okay to act that way it's not because of their mother their father it's not because of the way that they were raised it all comes back down to them themselves and the way that they believe that they, the, it, it comes back down to how that they feel as though they need to gain power in their life or control. Yeah. And True. bullying is the most quickest way to be able to gain power or to make yourself feel like you're powerful because you get them that these bullies get that adrenaline rush. They don't deal with the consequences in their head like, say somebody who has anxiety might walk away and be like, oh my God, wait, 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 what did I do? Why did I say that? Or blah, 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 right? They then bully somebody, they get the power trip and then they might go and run and multiply, you know, they might go and, you know, start, they might run 10 kilometers because they feel good about themselves. You know, they might start taking naked photos of themselves and uploading them onto social media god knows what they might do but these are what these people do they gain a power trip to get the adrenaline rush to make themselves feel better to be able to go and do things that they want to do that are going to make them feel even more powerful or stronger because they have they have insecurities within themselves that they don't want to address that's so true I mean, I just, I just wonder whether it's a big question, but I don't know, is society, the way Western society is set up, set up I mean, is it set up in a way, Cassandra, do you think that encourages this kind of behaviour? I just wonder about the messages from media. And I mean, it's a massive question, isn't it? I mean, I'm also thinking about, you know, the Me Too movement, which maybe you know, is another aspect of this, although, yeah, I mean, that, yeah, I mean, that's maybe a conversation for another time, but I just wonder whether society is set up in a way that encourages these kind of behaviours, patriarchy. Um, and- it's really hard to say. I think 20 years ago, yes. Um, 15 years ago, yes. I do think in the last couple of years there has been a very big movement um, and conversations in regards to bullying, harassment, threats, whatever the case might be, abuse. What I still do think there is, is there is still a lot of people who don't understand bullying um, and they don't recognise bullying and they don't realise that they're actually being a bully, whether it's, you know, it could be even the smallest thing like, oh, my God, look at her shoes or, oh, my God, you know, look at that hat that he's wearing. Um, It could even be the silliest thing like, can you believe that he wore that top that he, that Chris wore to that party? People don't, I, I think, I don't actually think understand what bullying is and I don't actually think people recognise it when it happens. And I think that's what the problem is. I think all the conversations are there. I don't know what it's like in the UK, but here in Australia now we have, you know, cyberbullying, you know, laws where if somebody gets bullied online, they can go to the police and whoever did the bullying, they can get arrested and they can get fined or go to jail, right? But I still don't 100% think that people understand it. I don't think people ever will. I think, unfortunately, this is just human nature, even if you look all the way back down to, you know, maybe the 17th century or anything like that, you know, people have always been bullied in some way, shape or form. I wish, I wish and I pray to God that my own children never go through it. 
but I also am very well aware with how our society is moving and the accessibility that we have to social media that need to be approved by people. Because regardless of whether or not you're doing what society tells you to do, or you aren't, you're always going to be judged for something. And I honestly believe all of this does come back to parents because it always starts in the home. It always starts in the way the child is brought up. It starts in conversations that parents have, not just with the children, but they have with each other. It comes back down to how parents are talking to other parents or their friends or family members. It comes back down to, you know, uh, what kind of shows are they allowed to watch? Because even TV shows, young children TV shows, there's a lot of bullying. There's a lot of judging. There's a lot of gossiping on them now. Um, so I do think in a way there have been improvements from a government and from a, um, uh, what's the word? Uh, in, a, in, a, in a government and surveillance way. I do believe there's punishments and that are finally starting to be recognised. But in a way, I do believe that society is set up and it has been set up for thousands of years where bullying is always going to be around and it won't ever change until everybody in the whole entire world is brought up in a specific way that this will become non-extinct means that it will become extinct extinct I don't unfortunately I just don't ever see that happening we've got magazines that literally bully women women every day you know we all saw that we had the VMAs and the Met Gala over the last week and you know there are literally Facebook accounts that are created to judge what people are wearing these you know and people get away with it people support that because it's entertaining and unfortunately, that, that's what that is. People love to allow, people love to see other people feel like shit and be talked about shitly because it makes them feel better about themselves. Because as normal people, we're always going to love it when Kim Kardashian's being slammed because we look at her and we go, we want what she has, even when she's, you know, probably miserable crying in bed. We don't know the full story. So, yeah, unfortunately, I just believe that. I don't think we live in a society where we're ever not going to have bullying. I honestly believe that it's either going to get worse or, and I don't say it from a country government perspective, the UN, like the UN will have to actually step in and enforce global, um, global laws or global compliance into how bullying is handled. And it will probably all have to stem off social media and media. Yeah. And one thing I've noticed as well with bullying, we say about understand bullying and stuff, and people saying mean things. One thing that annoys me is when people try to say it, it's just banter. And I obviously go back to what I said before as well how accepting things just to be part of a friendship because people might be saying mean things about you and say, oh, it's just banter, but it's really not. You really can be affecting someone's feelings without realizing you call yourself their friend, but it's the sort of stuff you shouldn't be saying to them. Yeah, 100%. The moment anything, something becomes personal and you try and laugh and just to, you know, you're laughing it off, that's, that honestly is when it hurts the most. And what sort of things would you suggest that needs to be put in place to, to counter bullying in schools and workplaces? I honestly think that uh, from a school perspective, I'll start with the schooling. I honestly believe that um governments need to actually start putting in regulations and compliances for teachers and principals um and possibly even having a like their own kind of government department in each state that actually assists schools and assist schools especially uh, teachers and principals on how to handle situations and if they can't the government steps in um and gives them the resources that they need to be able to handle those situations. Uh, secondary to that, when it comes to workplace, man, like that's so hard because adults just feel as though they can't be controlled. So I think that's a whole other ball game 
I do think that more workplaces need to have harsher punishments and they need to not be scared of losing employees or losing clients. Do you know what I mean? There have been times where I've had to even get rid of clients because they thought that they could get away with saying shit. And I think that's when you kind of need to go, what's the agenda? What am I working towards? Or what am I prepared to lose? Or who is going to suffer because of this? So I think employers and workplaces need to get some guts and stop thinking about money and start thinking about the people because it's quick. It's easy to get it. You know what? It's easy to get rid of a client, but it's harder to find a good employee. And if an employee is suffering, you should be doing more about it because at the end of the day, every paycheck you're giving them, you're investing into them, not the other way around. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I mean, certainly in organisations, people need to be held to account. You know, often in organisations, and this is not always the case, but often it's manager, it's line manager bullying staff member. So it goes to HR and what do HR do? Well, they want to keep the line manager on board. So, you know, they'll, 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 they'll dismiss it. They won't listen to it. They might even have a have the line manager in and do a mediation session. You know, it's all lip service for me. You know, what needs to happen, you know, and just mirroring what you're saying, Cassandra, is the people that are bullying need to be taken into account. If someone is known as a bully in an organisation, you know, and certainly in organisations, people know who the bullies are. You'll start and someone, someone will say, well, watch out for yeah. him. He bullies, you know, so everyone knows, you know, HR know, yeah. all the organisation know, it's just accepted. That person bullies and they get sacked. Then, you know, that sends a message out, I think, that this is unacceptable behaviour. And in organisations, you know, I'm afraid to say, I mean, it just does not happen. It really doesn't happen. And that needs to change. It really does. 100%. Yeah. Oh, 100%. And look, you know when someone's a bully, like the environment changes everyone changes the moment they walk through the door you can even see it's written mm. on their body um and i've always said this employers are weak if if it gets to that point where they can't get rid of them because they hold too much power or they're scared of them or whatever the case might be at the end of the day like nothing crushes a bully more than them like i said before being made aware that they're a bully and then them having to suffer the consequences of it. Mm. Because once it's known that once, you know, once they're being told that, Hey, you're caught or Hey, you did this. We know about it. Here's the consequences of it. They cry like a five-year-old child who's just had lollies taken away from them. Yeah. And it's unfortunate that we still in 2021 live in a society where even a boss is scared of their own employee. Like it, it's, it's, or their client or subscriber, whatever the case might be. It's really sad that other people's mental health have to suffer because of something that they're scared of. Yeah, that's so true. Um, one last thing I wanted to ask before we wrap up, um, what advice would you have for other people that are being bullied? One, get help. Um, if you are mentally suffering, there is no embarrassment in getting help. Um, like I know mental health and therapy and everything is still a bit of a taboo subject in our society, but do it. It will be the best investment you ever make in yourself. Um, it, it will honestly give you life skills and it will also give you somebody to trust, to talk to something else that I would say is learn how to take this and learn how to find your power within this there are so many things that bullying has taught me and has given me that if I wasn't bullied that I would have never gained and sometimes as hard as it is right now to find the light at the end of the tunnel there's always a positive in some sort of situation whether it's you gain resilience whether it's you gain confidence whether it's you go into business and you learn you know, you, you learn how to use bullying to your advantage when it comes to, you know, sales or dealing with people, whatever the case might be. There's always a light at the end of the tunnel and you just have to keep finding or you need to reflect on yourself and you need to see where that light could be right now. Another thing that I would say is don't be afraid to confront the bully. 
at the end of the day, you know, if you're going to consistently let somebody get away with bullying you and you don't say anything, you're only hurting yourself in that situation because you're accepting it. You're allowing it. You're a mate. You're, what that is reflecting as well into the universe is that you, this is the self-value that you have for yourself. Find the confidence within you, whether it's you need to get angry, whether it's you need to, whatever the case might be. Find that inner strength and confront the person. Because I guarantee you the moment you start confronting them or throwing it back at them is the moment that you start regaining your power in these situations and then the bully will become weak. Because I can't even tell you how many times just by even saying stop it, you're, you're a joke. Like stop it. What you're saying is just like completely untrue. Whatever your problem is, go sort it out yourself to somebody who's bullied me is the moment that they have stopped or it's the moment where they might come back at me and try and say something. But the moment that I go, your words don't help hurt me, you need to go and assess yourself right now and I walk away from the situation. The more I walk away and the more I prove to myself that this isn't something I'm going to tolerate in my life. This is something that I'm not going to allow. And when you start setting that tone for yourself and that standard, that confidence will start coming out you'll notice that A, that person will back off, but B, you'll find that you won't get yourself into those situations because you'll be able to recognize them and you'll be able to control them. Mm-hmm. So that they're my, probably my best tips. Well, thank you, it's very beautiful advice. And just to say thank you for joining us and coming and um, openly chatting about bullying. I'm sure a lot of people will find it really interesting and hopefully it helps others speak up about if they are being bullied and obviously try and stop it as soon as possible and hopefully lead to a lot less mental health issues coming from these sort of things. Um, 100%. And I'd like to thank Mark for helping co-host. Um, yeah, no problem. Um, and we will see you guys for episode three next Monday. Thank you, Cassandra. Thank, Thank you, you for having me on. Thanks. Yeah. Thank you, Cassandra. Take care. You too. Thank you. If you or anyone you know has been affected by the topics discussed in today's episode or previous episodes, please contact your local or country's helpline. You will find them by going to Google and typing in helpline. Um, they have Samaritans, suicide helpline, but remember that you're not alone as the title of the podcast says um there are many other people like you that have got mental health issues and feel suicidal and feel alone but there's always someone there for you to talk to be it a friend a family member a stranger a psychotherapist or doctor there's someone to talk to i've been in that position before and talking to someone really does help it's okay to not be okay and i will see you in the next episode